lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Boy, do we have a jam-packed show today for you. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace program, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin, and he is Aaron McIntyre. I mentioned we have a jam-packed show for you at the bottom of this hour The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. We'll analyze what has now been a consistent theme this entire primary season, including the results that we saw last night, even including right here in my home state of Iowa. Now, why is Daniel joining us an hour earlier than normal? Because enemy of the state, Peter Navarro, will be joining us at about 90 minutes from now. What's it like? Hey, when Joe Biden... Now, Peter's not black, but he actually knows that what it lo- that Joe Biden what it looks like when he's going to put you all back in chains. He actually knows what that looks like, what it feels like to be shackled up by the Biden regime. We will talk to Peter Navarro, former senior advisor to the Trump presidential or presidency, I should say. That is coming up about ninety minutes from now, and uh, you don't want to miss that conversation. You also don't want to miss buy, sell, or hold sandwiched in between those two interviews as well. So like I told you right here from the jump, we have a jam-packed show lined up for you today. And however, let's begin with some very good news, especially if your name is Totters. And this part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Bonner Private Wines, some of the best foreign imported wines on the entire earth uh, from deep in the Andes Mountains at about 9,000 feet, not from corporate entities but families that have been doing this now going on a second century so they know what they're doing and believe me they taste these wines taste like they know what they are doing as well todd has tasted them again and again and again not enough to crush you in your daughter's poll i think but i'll keep trying yes that's an instagram poll that uh, my daughter is running right now is it what is the most obsessed product on this program todd and bonner private wines or me and Bilt Bar, right? She's yes. running that poll now. That was Todd's, by the way, in case you were wondering, because he didn't want to violate the dude code, that was purely a passive-aggressive attempt to get you to go to our uh, our Instagram page, at Steve Day Show, and vote for Todd in that poll. Correct. Yeah, just thought I'd clarify that. Anyway, um, if you want to go and get some of these wines, half off the wine, half off the shipping, so you get double savings of these awesome red wines when you go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. That's bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. I mentioned you can follow us on Instagram at Steve Day Show. You can also do the same thing on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. You can uh, look for Steve Dace there at Steve Day Show on Twitter and Getter and TikTok, get clips of the show that are free to watch and also free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show and check us out as well on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace. And the last name is D-E-A-C-E or you could just do this old school. Send us an email. Let us know what you think about what we think that way. Steve at SteveDace.com. With all of that now stipulated too, let's begin as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the laptop from hell. 
One of Hunter Biden's favorite prostitutes, a woman named Cheryl DeBovis, received over $20,000 from the federal government during the pandemic as part of the Paycheck Protection Program. She received the check for her quote-unquote female-owned sole proprietorship shortly after Joe Biden moved into the White House. The woman's name shows up many, many times on Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. Primary updates in California. Turnout models forecast between a 12 and 20 percent turnout statewide. One notable result from California, though, in San Francisco, now infamous District Attorney Chase Budin was ousted in a recall election yesterday. Budin comes from a long line of Marxists. His father was a murderer and a member of the Weather Underground. Budin gained infamy by eliminating cash bail, not prosecuting many crimes, and putting a lot fewer people behind bars. As the price of gas continues to rise nationwide with no end inside Michigan, Democrat Senator Debbie Stabenow has some thoughts. Get my- my electric vehicle. I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station. It didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies. Actor Matthew McConaughey showed up to D.C. yesterday to urge lawmakers to grab guns. Why's oh, not so dry now, are they? Whoops, strong clip. Whoops, strong clip. Whoops, strong clip. Moving on, the FDA is set to hold a vote in the next few weeks to allow Pfizer and Moderna to reformulate their COVID mRNA vaccines into perpetuity without going through clinical trials because reasons. I can only assume this means a day is coming very soon when we'll be able to have cookies and cream and pumpkin spice COVID jabs. How nice. A group of 90 women, including Olympian Simone Biles, Ali Raisman, and Michaela Maroney, are suing the FBI for over $1 billion for protecting and or doing nothing to prosecute former Team USA doctor Larry Nasser. This comes about a week and a half after the Department of Justice announced again they're not pressing federal charges against the former FBI agents responsible. Demonic possession update. Here's a dude pretending to be a female prostitute. And like for me, when I was growing up, Colonialism looked a lot like, my first introduction to colonialism looked a lot like um, me waking up at, you know, four in the morning, five in the morning, every morning to, you know, sounds of, you know, my ancestors screaming from outside my window, um, coming from the the ground, coming from the earth um, and nature outside, you know, like waking me up to tell me that like, hey, there is work to be done. There are things that haven't been overturned. There are things that haven't been addressed and you are the one that's capable of doing it. And we're- Pro baby killing activists showed up to Joel Osteen's church in Texas recently and started stripping, trying to make some sort of point. We'll get back to you when we figure out what they were trying to accomplish. Here's a How's It Started, How's It Going mashup of Ed Stetzer. Stetzer, if you don't know who he is, is a church leadership guru, author, and professor at Wheaton College in Illinois. He's basically a professional nice guy. What you're about to see is a mashup of clips from Stetzer in late 2020 versus an interview interview recently, both on the topic of closing churches during the pandemic. I've had a question come in uh, asking about what your view is of the churches that haven't um, adhered to kind of restrictions during the period and have carried on regardless, sort of no masks, no social distancing. What would you uh, what would your view be on on those without naming any names, Ed? 
Oh, I don't mind naming names. Um, but, um, you know, I don't agree. You know, I, you, the big question is, is, you know, people ask me, should we go John MacArthur? And so let's name names since that's what we're thinking in terms of. I mean, almost every church is down somewhere between 40 and 60 percent. Still two years into this right. pandemic. Right. As far as like them gathering without mitigations and restrictions, I think that gives a message to the community that's unhelpful. And we when we see um, people in the community say, you're putting the rest of us in danger. We lost something significant when churches didn't meet in person. Mm. I think a better way in hindsight would have been to say that we're going to have to operate in a temporarily deficient way in the emergency for the sake of the mission, but gathering is so central. Now we're having to re-persuade people that gathering is central. I think ultimately it can harm our witness. It, it can energize Christians and harm our witness at the same time. I think you need to ask the question about your witness in your community. And I think um, I think that has been hindered in many churches that have thrown off all caution, not followed mitigation and, and more. That mashup is courtesy of woke preacher clips on Twitter. And that's what happened while we were away. Wow. I wish I could say I was surprised, but I am not. Uh, We'll get to more of that here in just a moment. First, let me tell you, though, that Aaron's Montage brought to you by Patriot Mobile. You don't have a lot of options these days to not give your money uh, to someone in an industry that hates you, unfortunately. That's why when such an option presents itself, please make sure to take full advantage of it. And the good news is one place where such an option exists is one option we kind of all need to exercise these days, and that is the use of a mobile phone. And that's where you can go to our friends at Patriot Mobile, get virtually the exact same coverage you're already getting because everybody uses virtually the exact same towers. Uh, But maybe even you'll save some money in the process, or you'll certainly save some of your own conscience in knowing you're no longer directly funding people who hate you. But America's only Christian conservative mobile phone company, they actually take your profits and donate to the causes that you like. And if you're a veteran and first responder, they offer you even bigger savings as a way of saying thank you for your service. For the rest of us right now, you can get a free activation with the offer code Steve. That's a free activation with the offer code Steve if you make the switch at patriotmobile.com slash steve and yes last fall my family we finally made the switch and they made it seamless for us make the switch patriotmobile.com slash steve or you can call them at 972 patriot so let us shall we get to what is in uh what's in the montage um i thought the way you handled the matthew mcconaughey coming to speak on gun control yesterday i i just thought was brilliant Aaron, perfect. And I say this as someone who's a fan. I I mean, I like him on a personal level. It's kind of hard not to, frankly. Uh, But if the last 26 months have not convinced you to not peaceably disarm, no matter what, ongoing, by the way, 26 months and going, then, I mean, I, I... I saw George Takai tweeted out yesterday, you know, Ukraine could certainly use all those AR-15s. That's why we have the Second Amendment. Um, Never mind. Uh, Anyway, um, what do you even say to that? It just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, But under no conditions, no matter how likable the pitch man is, no matter how reasonable the pitch may seem, under no conditions, especially after the last 26 months, don't disarm, don't peaceably disarm on any level whatsoever. Don't grant this government any more ability 
to thwart your ability to resist it. What so ever? Don't. Now I want to get to the church. Because there are two stories here towards the tail end of Aaron's montage that that I find just fascinating. Let's start with what happened at Joel Osteen's church. Or it's not really a church. Um, rally. I mean, what, what do you call a place where large people's uh, gatherings of people occur, but... To be fair, how An many actual churches... religious message is not preached. I mean, what do you what do you call those events and places? To be fair, how many churches really are a church these days? Well, fair. It's, is, is it a trans church? Is that what Lakewood is? <laughs> trans yeah. church? It identifies as a church. It identifies as a church, yes. Nice. Church ide- adjacent. Yes, it's church adjacent. I love that. Thank you, Jill Savage. I love that. Yes. Um, you could look at what went on there one of two ways. You could have the initial reaction, which I had, frankly, that this is one of the most glaring own goals I have ever seen in the culture war. I don't know what the demonic equivalent to don't cast pearls before swine is. Right? I don't know what the demonic equivalent to that is, you know. I mean... Don't blow your wad for nothing. I mean, I don't know what the demonic equivalent is to that. All right. But if there was ever a place that it was totally and completely unnecessary for you to go in and to make your strident demonic culture war point, it was at Lakewood Church adjacent where Joel Osteen presides. They're not only no threat to you. They are you. That is your, those are your people. They're your, your, they are at the very least your enablers. At the very least, they're your enablers. I mean, it was a decade ago that Osteen showed up when, when, when Houston uh, elected its first lesbian mayor, Osteen showed up to bless the mayor. When a bunch of pastors got together to then sue that mayor a couple of years later, a couple of years later, when she when she tried to say when when a, when a bunch of churches in Houston got together and said, no, we're not going to have guys in the in the public women's bathrooms here and we're going to defeat that by popular referendum. She actually attempted to subpoena. She tried to subpoena their messages and correspondence as pastors. And she got absolutely slapped down and spanked by a court. Guess what church she did not subpoena? The biggest of them all. Joel Osteen's church adjacent over there at Lakewood. Because game recognized game. She knew. I mean, this is completely unnecessary. And on the surface, I would like to think this is just, you guys are just out of your gourds. You're you're completely unstable. And you're just looking for anything that has the word church in it and reflexively reacting, right? Yeah. And that was kind of my first reaction. But then, but then, the part of my brain that created Lord Nefarious tapped on 
the back of my head a little bit and said, hey, meatbag, I don't think you're seeing this one right. We don't play 4D chess down here. We play 6D. You know what I'm saying? We're six steps ahead of you guys all of the time. We didn't send our assets into Lakewood unnecessarily. We didn't send them in there because they're, or they didn't go in there on their own because they're just so out of their stinking minds that they haven't even thought it through who they're attempting to protesting. Because the people running that ministry would absolutely side with those women taking their clothes off over me, you, and most of you listening to this show one-on-one in a referendum, I promise you. They think we're the ones provoking people them to get that crazy. Where if we all just lived our best life now and found our wonder words, we could get along. No, the, the part of my brain that created nefarious thought, yeah, that's not what's happening here. We accomplished two goals. That hell went in there and scared the living daylights out of anybody in that church that might have accidentally been saved. Might accidentally have stumbled upon having the Holy Spirit, not a Vendoland machine, but the actual Holy Spirit at work in their lives and, and might be a little bit concerned about what they're seeing going on around them. But then shows up for that slam and praise team and the up with people message every Sunday. Just in case any there was any remnant in there at all that was thinking of getting a little frisky. You scared the hell out of them because at, that is the kind of church that teaches non-confrontationalism is a fruit of the spirit. That is the first and greatest commandment. When they read the Bible and they and and the and and the guy comes to Jesus and says, "What's the greatest commandment?" and they literally say, "Thou shalt not be confrontational." You know this. Don't be confrontational. Don't confront anything. On top of that, we got a bunch of <clears throat> conservative media to write a story or tweet out about what a terrible thing that was done at Joel Osteen's church. We used your platforms to brand our guy as one of your churches. No, no, no. This wasn't just rage spillover by some crazed people given over to the Romans mind level depraved minds. This was six-level chess. We outflanked you all on multiple levels by using their Romans 1 given over depraved minds to our advantage. What do you guys think? Two things. First, I hate you. Second, <laughs> second, uh, and this is ancillary, but I do love it. You, you know these people. For all the reasons you said, you know, these people storm in here and they've got all manner of pronouns in their bios, but then they turn around and strip down to make sure you see the direct physical evidence that they are in fact 
women. I, I, that contradiction. <clears throat> That's great. It's yes. just amazing to see. Yes. Boobs. I'm a woman. Everybody's like, yeah, we got that. We got that. That's clear. But the, then instantly you're going to be asked to say like, I'm shim or whatever it is. It's, it's fascinating. <sighs> yeah. Same. All right. That was painful enough. Let's move on. I got to say, uh, it, it's it Stetzer or Stelzer? Stetzer. All right. Stetzer, Stelter, I, you know, tomato, tomato. These guys all look alike. Um, that was one hell of a Mike, Prince, Mike Pence impersonation. The second clip. I mean, how forlorn and serious he looked, you know, and I'm just... Siri, what is gaslighting? It's the clip, Aaron, that you just showed there. And those those are those are the boys who can shave, the males who can procreate, that make up the vast majority of American pulpits. Is that clip right there? The best you can say about the clip, Aaron. The best thing you could say is that this guy is so concerned about his appearance before a dying culture that he gives it way too much benefit of the doubt and then lives to regret it later on because the first clip where he's castigating John MacArthur when what was the date of that clip December 2020 December of 2020 guys December it wasn't April or May it was in December in December December. Did we have any data that showed lockdowns, masks, all these things don't work? Any of that stuff exist by December? Yeah, few. I mean, I I understand it's difficult to come up for air and do any research when you're filleting one of the people that created the virus and unleashed it upon us as a Christian brother. It's hard. Hard to speak up when your mouth is full. I understand. But the best you could say is he is so soft-headed, so overly concerned about what the demonic influence of the culture thinks about him and not appearing to be one of those people. Of course, I'm not like those people. You know, like, you... And you, and you, and all of you watching and listening right now. He's not like you. He's better. He's nicer. And he just got so concerned about the credibility of his witness, which that's not his concern. The the concern is his witnesses, am I nice? Am I relevant? I mean, look how well kept this beard is. My, My lockdown beard. I even dyed it for you. The best you can say is he is so given over to his own self-induced spirit of timidity. Please like me. That on the back end, he recognized what a terrible amount of damage has been done to the church through these shutdowns and now regrets it. In other words, the best case scenario 
is this guy shouldn't be leading any ministries absolutely anywhere. That he's well-meaning, just completely unqualified for his job and the task at hand and the times in which we face down to the molecular level. That's the best case scenario. Anybody want to discuss the worst one? Come on. Yeah, frankly, neither do I. But we know what it is, don't we? In some respects, I wish it was the worst one. I'd have more respect. I'm pretty confident, though, it's not the worst case scenario. And that's what's so damned pathetic. <laughs> I'd respect it. I wouldn't honor it. I wouldn't approve of it. I wouldn't agree with it. But as a co-combatant, I'd respect that. I'd respect that level of spite. I'd respect that level of gravitas for my enemy. You'd have to to defeat it. Absolutely. You would not be able to if you did not. Right. Oh, I wish that were it, actually. It's not, I promise you. It's just that damn soft. He just is, he's just that damned focused in on, we're not like those Christians you don't like. When they read the meek shall inherit the earth, they see it as the weak yes. shall inherit yeah. the earth. Yeah. And therefore... The nicer than God yes. shall inherit the yes. earth. Yes. Yes. Yep, they just take entire passages of the Bible and it's it, and they basically just behave as if God himself has evolved and moved beyond that now. When in reality, I would think the times in which we live right now where... We're taking kids to a bar in the middle of the day in friggin' Texas and having them sexually assaulted by pervert creepers might have you reconsidering, you know, I used to really struggle with the idea that God sent those Israelites into Canaan and told them to just wipe those pagan people off the face of the earth. I thought that was a little extreme. I thought that was a little overboard. And now I'm like, I'm intrigued. Tell me more. I mean... I would kind of think that might be the natural reaction to the times in which we live. Not to nicer, harder, nicer, harder. But this is their idol. We tend to see Pharisees as the people with the, with, with the furrowed brow. They can be. They can also be the ones with the forlorn look of tisk tisk as well. Don't you know that if it's not nice and if it's not packaged a certain way, and without our little brand of cleverness and, and winsomeness, the God of the universe would be hopeless and we, he could not reach this community if, if, we, if it just didn't filter through our methodology and process. That tumor, cancerous tumor, has, effect, has infected very much of American evangelicalism, especially since the emergence of people like Warren and Osteen. That somehow the church would fail if we didn't do it your way. You're a pastor, not a door-to-door -door salesman. You're a minister, not a brand manager. And these are to be elders, not a board of directors. It's not a business. It's a church. Or at least it used to be.
Gentlemen, your thoughts. Let's talk about, for a moment, shall we? Let's talk about uh, harming one's witness. Is there no is there no scenario where a Christian or a group of believers could harm their uh, witness? Absolutely, absolutely. There's ample opportunities for that. Here's what guys like Stetzer mean by that, though. Okay, anything anything contrary to the uh, prevailing cultural winds uh, is harming my uh, witness. You know what's really offensive? Being told you're dead in your sin and you're going to hell without believing in the gospel and surrendering your life to Christ. That's really offensive. The truth is really offensive to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There are things that we can harm our witness as Christians by doing. There absolutely are. Gathering together, continuing to gather together, even if we have to modify it a little bit, that's not hurting your witness that is your witness. Preach. That is your witness. Preach. That we do not fear the way that you heathens do, the way that the broader uh, culture does. You were the one who destroyed your witness there, Ed. But then again, oh, 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 don't want to offend anybody's delicate sensibilities. He is legion. I know this going, growing up in the church. Growing and going to a, a Christian university, working for a Christian ministry before I worked for you, Steve. These people are legion. Don't be like that. What he said. Back in a moment. Are you ready for the next time? That can never happen here. Happens here. Make sure you are with our friends at My Patriot Supply. Get their three-month emergency food kit now. That's three square meals a day plus snacks and drinks. That's 2,000 plus calories for you and everybody in your household. And you'll have that peace of mind for up to 25 years with proper storage. If you take advantage of their special offer right now, free shipping and $150 in savings. When you go to preparewithdace.com, that's D-E-A-C-E, preparewithdace.com, just in case... It's as bad as we think it is. Make sure you're prepared at Prepare with Dace, D-E-A-C-E, three months of food with $150 off and free shipping at preparewithdace.com. Let's bring in the prophet of woe and lamentation, who's an hour early this week. We appreciate him being flexible with the schedule. Good to see you, my friend. And uh, Daniel Horowitz is here with us. And I was uh, reading something that you were writing this morning on Twitter looking at last night's primary results, including right here in my home state of Iowa, where I think it was at least four Republican incumbents lost to more conservative primary challengers, including uh, the 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 state uh, House chairman on education. He lost a primary uh, over the school choice issue. And you've noted that there have actually been a lot of very promising results along these lines in state house races all over the country this primary cycle. But when we get to the more expensive statewide races, governor, senator, we're, we're not doing well in those primaries. And and to me, I think the good news where that is concerned is that's the farm team that the those state legislatures are where the next round of our senators, congressmen, and governors are going to come from in the next 10 years, right? But the bad news is, how much of America is going to be left 
by the time their time emerges. And and this is kind of my dilemma is that for the first time in my career, Daniel, I feel as if we're actually getting on the path of the kind of activism, skepticism, and confrontationalism necessary for what is infecting this culture. But I fear that we are on we started on this path about ten years too late. Where are you at? No, Steve, that is the path we've always been on. It's an illusion. Uh, you answered your own question that we've we've been we've been here before. It's always a day late, a dollar short. When we need a five, we're at a three. When we need a ten, we're at a seven. So, yeah, in a vacuum, some of our people or more of our people are, so to speak, red pilled than ever on certain things. But the devastating consequences of the implementation of the communist agenda is so real we're not in the 90s where you know ross perot warned that hey you know if you keep this up we're gonna have we're gonna be like greece we're gonna have funny money we're in that whether it's fiscal cultural whatever it is demographic security uh tyranny we're at that point we're suffering it so yeah people will rhetorically get a little bit more aggressive and i do think locally we are making strides on school boards and state legislatures um, but unless we work at this during the off season, okay, not just during the election, every two years in November, but every day in between, and pressure them on the issues and make them fear us, we're not going anywhere because again, it's it's worthless. I mean, at this point, you need. I, I have an article out today on the need for states to revisit the commerce clause. And just do what it takes to, to, to save people from the economic controlled demolition of our federal government. They have violated the social compact. So you can no longer use the same traditional means. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of getting there, but not a single governor has lost a seat, not a single lockdown governor, not a single senator, not a single congressman so far, although there might be one or two, but only because of scandals in the end. Um, but this is where it's at. And basically... I think you had you had it right that, you know, you kind of gave up on primaries years ago and said you're going to focus on red pilling our people mm -hmm. because clearly we haven't created the market for it. The common denominator is when there's a, a stark battle line drawn, like you voted for Trump's impeachment, you voted for that commission. There's no doubt Liz Cheney will be soundly defeated because it was inundated uh, the voters were inundated with it. They understand it. They understand the players and they understand the issue. Um, and I think in Iowa, in a microcosm, you had the governor uh, jump on board the school choice issue that was understood. It was a specific thing. It was a lower ticket race. So the challengers didn't need as much money. You were able to succeed. And we're finding that throughout the country. But if it's just generically that we're getting killed on every issue and the Republicans are just balloons in the wind – our voters are turning out with a general election mindset with record turnout in the primaries, and they're just voting for the first name they know because the battle line is drawn against Biden. It's drawn against the Democrats. It's drawn in a general sense. The, the understanding that these Republicans are quietly in on it, and they're not going to affirmatively take any of the, those actions that are necessary to neutralize it and get on a better path. That is lost on those voters. It's our challenge to create that battle line so that in the future there's a market for, for changing uh, leadership. Yesterday on the show, I read a letter I was get sent by one of the January 6thers, okay? 
um, who accepted a plea deal will still get because they threatened him with 20 years in prison. He never uh, broke anything, stole anything, went into the Capitol. But, um, you know, he was uh, he's guilty of uh, vociferously supporting Donald Trump and thinking the election was stolen, basically. But he's also lost a six figure business works minimum wage. He's at least going away for a while. Not sure what's going to happen with his family, things of that nature. And, and we were talking about the letter here on the show after I read it. And, and I said something that kind of dawned on me at the time. That I, I can't think of a singular issue or controversy or situation that better encapsulates the no man's land that we are in than what's happened to the nonviolent January 6thers. Because in, on one side, you have a Democrat party completely given over to a spirit of the age where it, it's... It's it's a demonic cult, and the part of it that isn't is just so zealously Marxist it might as well be, okay? And and so they will just do whatever they want. You know, yesterday was five months until the election. They have all the poll numbers. They know they're getting annihilated. We don't see them try to moderate on anything. They don't care, okay? And then, you, and, and so we have a duopoly, and so then you turn to Republicans. And one of the things that this gentleman said in his note to me is, these guys, they don't care about people like us. They don't talk about people like us. They don't address people like us. Julie Kelly is from American Greatness, who has done more work covering this story than I think anybody in the country has pointed out on more than one occasion that nobody in Trump's orbit or Trump himself, uh, none of his organizations have come forward to offer these people better legal counsel or anything of that nature. A lot of them are just getting public defenders. And, and to me, doesn't this just encapsulate where we truly are on our side, which is the other side is literally a demonic horde. I mean, they're just showing up now with, you know, armed at Brett Kavanaugh's house like an hour ago. Okay. Um, um, and then on, then the people that we are going to rush to vote for to save us when they, when we really need them are just nowhere to be found and, 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 and cannot be counted upon. And yet we feel as if if we don't keep voting for these people, we'll just get more of the demonic horde. And this this cycle of, yeah. of drain circling just continues over and over again. And it will continue. And I think this perfectly encapsulates where we are and also the primary results. The problem is no one views Chuck Grassley at, you know, 117 years old as the guy with the, you know, being a drag queen, you know, doing the the, the persecutions at DOJ and poisoning people. But nonetheless, he is in bed with uh, pharma. He is in bed with what he himself used to call the leniency industrial complex um, to let out uh, violent criminals, but then you know say nothing with regard to January 6th. And he's certainly not going to do anything to stand athwart the cultural Marxism and say stop. But the problem is he doesn't reek of it. So the voters know the Democrats are doing it, and they take the known name, and that's just in your state, but this is happening in every state. But we are at a point where doing nothing is not an option. They have the noose around our neck, and they got the the, the slip knot in there, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't affirmatively take new actions and strategies and very strong actions, different than things we've ever pursued, you're dead. You'll wind up in the same place as having the Democrats directly do it, or default Republicans ensuring that no one else arises to actively combat it. That's the problem we're at. And they'll broadly say they hate inflation, uh, the stuff, they don't like Biden's doing this, uh, the illegals at the border. 
But on the things that matter, if you watch carefully, they will not touch it with a 10-foot pole because morality, what is just facts, don't matter. So January 6th is tainted. They're not touching it. Doesn't matter. Uh, the clot shots. Every day we come out with, uh, there's so much more information. Can, hold on one second. Let's go yeah. back to the January 6th thing. If they trotted those people out and shot them on site, Right out there on the mall in Washington. You shouldn't have stormed the Capitol. You, you still think Republicans would be silent. Yes, you shouldn't have stormed the Capitol. They, they, they will not touch it. The same way I was told, and I know this from some of the better Republican senators, there is no amount of information that could come out about the number of people killed and disabled from the bioweapons greater number than anything we dreamt of al-Qaeda ever doing in a bioterror attack after 9-11. There is no information that will prompt Republicans to oppose the shots, even on children. They're, next week, they're doing it on babies and toddlers, and the Florida uh, Surgeon General is the only one mm -hmm. that's speaking out against it. There's nobody, nobody else. I guess Senator Ron Johnson has nobody else, nobody else, including some of the better ones. They oppose mandates, they say, but it's like saying, you know, we're going to have a Planned Parenthood mandate everywhere. Uh, you know, set up everywhere, but just don't mandate it. That's kind of what they're doing. They will not touch it. And Steve, if they're not willing to do that in the minority when they're more feisty, they're not doing that in the majority. So then maybe the political hope here is this post-COVID coalition of truth tellers from various persuasions that have kind of emerged, probably best signified by Naomi Wolf and Steve Bannon working together. Yes. Maybe that's where the the future hope is here then the only hope in my mind and I, i'll say to him blue in the face aside from obviously working the issues at the county state legislative level uh, not just the elections but the issues i think working back against the culture canceling the cancelers this is all important the anti-grooming movement mm -hmm. um electorally i'm not saying don't vote for the 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 idiot republicans do what you want it doesn't even matter but at the very minimum, we should at least try to take somewhat of a risk in some states where we can to try to go independent with a new sort of coalition that could draw from all sorts of areas so you're not limited to, to Republicans and at least have a chance of winning in a three-way race that speaks to the issues of our time. Because I will tell you, we we almost do not have a single statewide candidate anywhere running on the issues that matter in the way they matter at the time they matter. I'm going to say this, man. Uh, proud two-time Obama voter Robert Malone reading his substack. He's about five minutes from being to the right of Ted Cruz on virtually everything at this point. So I'll, I'll say that. Exactly. That's what we need. <laughs> Robert Malone. So, if someone with that profile to run in a general election and loudly, loudly draw um, attention to the victims of the clot shot. So a different kind of All Ross Pro basically is what you're talking about. That's what we need. Yeah. The country was ready for it in 92. The polling shows he just wasn't. Remember, now. he dropped out when he got ahead, then claimed it as the whole crazy thing with his weddings, daughter's wedding, and then oh, got man. back in the race after he realized I had no chance to win. The he didn't. He did, Satan. We would have yeah. been a different country if not for that. He didn't want to be president. He, he self-sabotaged that back then. Good stuff, Daniel. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Daniel brought to you by our friends over at, here we are, Built Bar. Don't have to choose any longer between good eating 
and good health because they make the absolute best tasting protein bar ever made over at Built Bar. Every single flavor covered in real chocolate again today because I, I believe in that we should all finish our race. So I, again, uh, put the brownie batter Built Bar Puff to the test after my workout. And again, I am here to report uh, that uh, it's Joe DiMaggio-like streak uh, is alive and well. It is still absolutely fantastic, but really all of their flavors are. We're just debating the fantasticness, if that's a word. So if you want to try it today, they've got granola bars. They've got the puffs that are the marshmallow-covered ones, the good old-fashioned Built Bars themselves, the Built Boosts. You won't go wrong with any of it. You won't believe how few calories and carbs and and grams of sugar are in each one, especially given how good they taste. Get 10% off right now with the promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, when you go to Built.com. 10% off today for Built Bar at Built.com. Any thoughts on the conversation between Daniel and I? He's right. Uh, He, wise as serpents, innocent as doves, always has a you know which way do you err on to be safe kind of thing he's definitely on wise as serpents uh, territory uh and rightly so uh, it is just i mean using the tool of elections to do what you can yes totally changing our connection uh, our emotional and psychological connection to it that that's got to happen and it's clear that we've got a long way to go on that on the conversation about not touching republicans not even willing to touch the j6 um political prisoners at uh at at the gulag there in washington what was the op-ed that you wrote last year that you just reposted this weekend you want to know how you get john browns Mm -hmm. Stuff I feel like, like every time we talk about the Republican Party, that comes to mind. You want to know how we get John Browns? That's that. That's what we're talking about here, because we are represented, represented by people who most of whom, 95 percent of whom either just disagree with us or outright dislike us, have contempt for us. Those are those are the people who are representing us or supposed to be. We're not even talking about the spirits of uh, of the ages party that just wants to destroy us and enslave us. That's how you get John Browns. Unless our culture's uh, just, you know, just that nihilistic that nobody cares anymore. But still, there's something down in each of us that's like, no, you push it too far, push it too far, um, and um, get no pushback to the people who are pushing you. That's how this thing. That's how this thing goes down. Hmm. And and that is my concern, is that eventually we reach that point of no return. And we are back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Getter, Twitter, over on TikTok, and Instagram now, too. You can also uh, get clips of the show free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com 
slash Steve Day Show. And we are now up on Trump's Truth Social as well. At Real Steve Dace is where you find us there. And the last name is D-E-A-C-E. For those of you that are podcast listeners, you are a big part of the show. Thank you very much. Please, if you've yet to do so, leave us a five-star review. And if you do... And you put uh, your question in your review. If you've got an ask me anything question and you put it in your five star review, then we will put you to the front of the line uh, at the very next ask me anything that we do on Monday. So did you come up with that idea? Um, I've, I've, I heard it from a couple of sports podcasts that that, that I listened to that have have done it in the past. And then I was just sitting here yesterday thinking uh, we should have been doing this like for the last year. So. Uh, but to just give us a, a five-star review if you like us on on uh, the podcast. And then when you do, uh, if you put your question in there, we will make sure it goes to the front of the line at the next, next Ask Me Anything. Thanks to all of you that have already left us a five-star review. You might be thinking, well, I want my question brought to the front of the line. Leave us another one. Can you do that, by the way? Can you leave more than one? I've, I've left multiple reviews on our <laughs> podcast. There you have it. There you go. All right. Uh, also, hit uh, the subscribe and follow button for us, too, please. We would appreciate that. Let's get to Buy, Seller, Hold, brought to you by Raycon. Uh, wireless earbuds are an absolute must these days, but uh, you want to make sure you've got some of the noise-canceling variety, and Raycons are the best noise-canceling ones, at least that are you know, not going to cost you a firstborn that, that I've ever tried. That's why they're one of the most popular brands out there. That's why they constantly get uh, pilfered by my kids whenever they show up at the door with another pair. All right. So if you want to try those Raycons today, they've come in so many great colors um, and they, they've got 49,000 five-star reviews. Is that a lot? That is a lot. 40 over 49,000 five-star reviews for Raycon's Everyday Earbuds, priced just right uh, with a 32-hour battery life as well. So that's uh, quite a deal. And you can get 15% off right now if you go to buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash Steve. Get 15% off when you make that order today at buyraycon.com slash Steve. So here's how buy, sell, or hold works. Aaron gets suggestions from you in the audience. No topic is off limits. Todd, you and I will decide, you know, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? Right. Um, And once per episode, you are permitted to hold. Okay. You are permitted to hold. However, if you use that hold for any reason whatsoever, other than, wow, I cannot believe Aaron allowed that on the air. It's so bad. Then you have to be the, the third wheel fluffer on set for Lindsey Graham and Sean Hannity. So when Sean during uh, commercial breaks has to take a, a toke off a cancer stick, you make out with Lindsey Graham instead while Sean is busy uh, being one toke over the line. Of course, no, but by your standards, that one was pretty tame. Was that tame? Really? But there's usually a lot more than making out and involved in, and you know, there's a sign right over your left right, shoulder. You've got to do it nine and a half week style with an ice cube in your mouth. Serious suggestion. Here. I could keep going if you want. Don't ever do that with me. Don't ever say I expected worse. I will make it worse. Okay. I will make it worse. Let me double see, down on what I said earlier on the show. I hate you. See, see, motion. Um, <laughs> motion. Uh, we need to rename this segment to buy, sell, or Lindsay. I like it. 
I like it. I. Yeah, I'm I'm in favor of it. And you have to hold Lindsay. You've got to hold him. Yes. Yes. Let us begin. Let us we begin. We will begin with Science is Violence, who says the current dominance of premillennialism or premillennial eschatology suddenly allows Christian churchgoers an excuse for their passivity. Um, yeah, I'll buy. I don't think it's as prevalent as it used to be. Um, I, I, I think that if anything, it actually causes us to think that, uh, to, to, and I've used this expression before to, to drive the car with the gas and the brake at the same time, to get all fired up, to, to confront what's going on with the spirit of the age and then turn around and say, but we know in this Laodicean age of the church, things will only get worse. Um, I, I think it probably causes us to deploy tactics that are self-refuting a lot because we don't necessarily know what the end game of, of win looks like. But in the past, I think that this was true. So I'll buy. In order to answer, is there, is there a type to a ardent premillennial? I mean, I'm trying to get the psychology. Is there a type? Sure. Absolutely. Because that to me is how I would answer I need to know that to answer this question. Are they, is, does this make, are they holier than thou? So thus, no, I, I would say, I'm, I would say the pre those who hold the premillennial view, all that I've seen in terms of temperament, is that kind of your question? They're very strident, very, very strident. I think well, they tend that- to be, tend to be more skeptical, conspiratorial, which frankly, these days I'm. See, but that, those are all qualities that I would make me think that would make you run into the burning building instead of just watching it burn you would, and waving at it. You would think. Let, let, let this me is just, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, me, me, I should say they are strident about, the, about this view. Yes, yes, yes. Let, let me say this as someone who has spent a good amount of time, more than most people on the right, in trying to organize evangelicals politically over the last decade plus. Or not anymore, but that's what I did for about a decade. Okay. By the way, see, uh, you made it worse for me on Lindsey Graham. I'm making it worse for you in return on eschatology. <laughs> I appreciate that. So there you go. I appreciate that. The the, you know, the three basic views. Uh, I I do think the idea that I'm going to be motivated to engage in a culture war that I ultimately don't believe I can win, or am destined to win. I I do think that can absolutely hinder your prospects and your enthusiasm. And your um, and the kind of tactics that you would deploy, I've seen that. I've seen people that have more of an amillennial view, which is very you know familiar with the church you come from, from Augustine. That that well, you know, when we're in the political arena, we, when in Rome, we can do as the Romans. We can make compromises. We're in the city of man now, so I can I can basically kind of abandon my faith now and do what I have to do. You know, I can I can just kind of eyeball this thing. You know, and I'm, you know, a free agent when I step into the political arena. I mean, I, I've, I've had ministers get elected and say stuff like that to me. Okay. And then, and then the post-millennial view, I, I frankly have often found it to be the most confusing and confounding in political organization of them all because they do believe that the church is triumphant in history, but like no one's ever good enough to vote for. Like no one is, no one is like, okay. Like I see, and so here's here's what I find counterintuitive about all three of those views is I, I actually think it would be more consistent if you are a strident premillennialist 
to actually not get involved heavily in culture war stuff and fo- and fix and focus and fixate far more on overall evangelism and ministry, right? Because that has that has eternal significance when you don't believe you can you're going you're destined to win a culture war anyway. On the amillennial side, I would think if you truly believe that the city of man and the city of God are going to wrestle together until Christ returns, till kingdom comes, I would think you'd actually be hyper principled. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've absolutely got to be Daniel in the lion's den as opposed to, eh, maybe the lions like the same food I do and we can buddy up. And if you're a post mill, I think you'd actually be more inclined to be tempted to make compromises because you believe that you are destined to win in history. And so you would kind of cut corners to that end that you already Mm. result that you already accept as opposed to, I'm just going to put, I'm going to put a rush Dooney or Calvin avatar on my Facebook account harder. I'll do it harder than I did it last week. And no one's still ever good enough. Even though I'm, let me read another rush Dooney book about how I'm destined to win the culture war. So I think I have now officially offended every single tribe within American evangelicalism. So our work is done here. Excellent. Moving on. And that's only the first question. Yep. Uncontexted Steve says, top five potential sequels to Matt Walsh's What is a Woman? Number five, uh, What is a Woman 2? The Gender Dysphoria of Khan. I love that. Steve doesn't need anything else. I don't. I love that. I love that. That's great. Number four, Mad Matt Furry Road. Oh, that's good too. That's very good. Uh, number three, how to train your drag queen. Oh my gosh, that might even be the best one yet. Number these two, are excellent. Number two, uh, two, Matt Walsh and the Temple of Guru. Okay, yeah. dude, we're not we're, yeah. we're in we're not worthy territory now. I'm not yes. sure about this one. Number one, the chicken crying game. Well, it's the, when That's he me. when he when he asks the uh, the woman, oh, uh, yeah. do chicken or she or yeah. she asks him, do, do chickens, chickens cry? cry? Okay, done, yes. Done. Okay, dude, who that was, was that well again? Uncontexted Steve. Should have put your full name on that to give yourself the much deserved credit, brother, that you and deserve. And send for that, that to Steve. Matt was not included in there, was he? Make sure you link that to so. Matt. He'd yeah. like it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's masterpiece theater yeah. right there. That's great. Next, Pat Factory, uh, Pat's Factory Factory. Uh, Blair White is more opposed to the sinister agenda agenda of the Rainbow Mafia than over fifty percent of elected Republicans. I, I'm so I'm not comfortable answering the question on any level whatsoever. Blair White is symbolic of the problem. Um and and I don't need Blair White or um Wheaties Box's psychosis. I don't need to acknowledge it in order to defeat the psychosis. I mean, I understand what you're trying to say, but that's why I'm going to sell too. It, it, it's because I just, I'm not going to grant the premise that there's anything worthy to use out of Blair White's psychosis. And frankly, I think it is diminishing him as a person that I will just use you now for my political mascot. I'll use you now for my, your psychosis for my political ends, as opposed to helping and praying for you to confront and deal with your psychosis that you're not, that, that he's not anything more than his psychosis. And can I use it to my political benefit? You know, the way that they use the, the psychosis is to theirs. 
as a Christian, I'm, I'm just not comfortable with affirming that on any level whatsoever. Same. This don't don't make that. This is, this has a very uh, strong stench of uh, do not do evil, so that good may mm. come of it. Good reference. And by the way, we understand what you're trying to say. Uh, yeah. So so we're not this. Don't take this as not that we're above condemning people. We're just not trying to do it in this case. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll tell you when we are. Um, but in this, so we we aren't meant to. We're just saying that's why we're not comfortable with the proposition even though on a very fundamental level we get your proposition Mm -hmm. and probably even would agree with it if we just did that math but we think there's more math to do here is that fair yeah okay well said aoc's future boyfriend says top 10 (laughs) foods that should be on a pizza topping uh, that should be a pizza topping but aren't get ready for this list okay 10 turkey no and no and no like i am of course todd's gonna buy this well this is for no hold on this is for you is it vinegar marinated no a smoked turkey aaron not on pizza man no Uh, i'm just saying smoked turkey is good i can see it smoked turkey i can see it no pizza no number nine corn no 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 corn is sweet I i could live with it no depending on the mix that it was with no Number eight, this one I, I would be okay with, but not like on a traditional pizza, crab or lobster. Like one of, okay. uh, one of those like uh, cold pizzas. I could do, if we were doing like some kind of a seafood, yeah. you know, pasta primavera version of a pizza, I could go for something like that. I could do it. But yeah. my, my wife and two of my daughters eat shrimp pizza all of the time. Yeah, I could yeah. do that too. Yeah. You guys ever had shrimp burgers? No, are they no. good? They are, are excellent. They? Yeah. yeah, Trader Joe's. Uh, number seven, beans. Like black beans, I think we're talking. Yeah, on a taco pizza, sure. Yeah, sure, I could go for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what? On second thought, I might because of that, I might go back and amend my previous answer on corn. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. You're I, so sure. I should be intellectually no. consistent there. Yes, okay. There we go. Right. Turkey though is still a hard no. Yeah. yeah. Number six, zucchini. No. no. What's wrong I, with you? I Although love, a zucchini, a you zucchini might be, crust? You might be AOC's future boyfriend. Yeah, you might be. That's true. That, that, that I could see like a zucchini crust because zucchini makes for great bread. So I could see like a zucchini crust if you wanted to go. And, I, and that probably would taste better than the cauliflower crust out there. I could see that. But zucchini is a topping? No. I love zucchini. It's a very underrated vegetable. It is. You got to cook it the right way. And I don't think pizza would make it work. Number five, figs. Yeah, that just sounds like something I wouldn't like, and so I'll just I'll just completely be judgmental it's, itself. It's sweet. Um, I don't know how, and it's like a fig. I guess, I guess you could use it I'm just, as a a replacement for a sauce. It's, the problem is like a, figs have been ruined for me, unless they're within a fig Newton. Figs have been ruined for me ever since I, I first saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. And everybody just dropped uh, dead from eating those figs. They've just been ruined for me. Including the monkey. So. Including the monkey yeah. did. Yes, it shocked yeah. the monkey. Yes. yes. Number four, potato. No. No. No, I mean, I, no. No, because I think it would overwhelm, that level of starch, I think, would overwhelm the pizza yeah. itself. Yeah. Number three, avocado. I, mean, I could see this if sure. you wanted to be trendy, healthy. This one I could see. Yeah. On top of like a, a spicy pizza as a cooling, yeah. I think yeah, that could be good. Okay. I like that too. I could see it. Yeah. Number two, shrimp. 
Yeah, said, this my, one my I could see. Loves I, I mean, I, I love shrimp, especially because you can fry it and you saw it. Never mind. But yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and number one, pulled pork. I'm a hard buy on that. Um, I could buy that for sure. That would work. Yeah. I could buy it. Yeah. All right. Next up, Tyler Morgan says gas stations by the end of the year will start to Y2K prep their gas price signs to read in the double digits. Oh, wow. I've, this has happened already. I read somewhere yeah, I, that they, they realized that they had to deal with it. I'm going to say sell. Because I think I think when we get into the later in the year, the weather will stop. Um, us, that'll be what stops us from getting to ten dollars a, gal- a gallon of gasoline. But I think that's the only thing that will do it. And I'm, I don't know how confident I am in that answer, but I'll sell. Maybe out of hope more than anything else. I'll buy. Next, John Burner says Stalinism and Nazism happen when authoritarian men are in charge. Progressivism happens when authoritarian women are. Interesting. Um, even though progressivism empowers that matriarchy, I mean, if we're going to call a spade a spade here, pretty much with the exception of Margaret Sanger, pretty much all of the leading godfathers or uh, spirit animals of, of, of Western progressivism are men. Okay. But this, the end result might be what you're describing. And so I'll give it a buy for a good try. Yeah. That's kind of where I am. It, it, it's a, it's a little too, uh, simplistic, but the, the latter half of it about, you know, there, there's, you, you cannot wrestle with the not slouch, but sprint, towards Gomorrah that we have gone through uh, this century and not talk about like the prevalence of women workplace decision making all mm-hmm. that you, you, you would it just objectively speaking you have to deal with it up next we have Brett Beavers who says if Ron DeSantis doesn't run for president in 2024 he'll miss his window when his star was brightest and never become president I will buy slightly because history shows that is the most likely scenario. And I'll give you some examples. Um, Mike Huckabee, not running in 2012 because, frankly, he was making way too much money selling books and um, and being on Fox News. And he was making money for the first time really in his life. Not to mention uh, challenging a sitting president is not easy. Uh, historically, uh, until this past election, sitting presidents have won about 70% of the time in American history. So, uh, but he missed his window, tried to run again in 2016 and the magic was gone. Um, you know, the, 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 the polling for Ted Cruz is very poor and you can't blame lack of name ID in his case. You know, he won the highest, uh, turnout Iowa caucus ever. He's a fixture on Fox News, he's probably on there more than any politician other than Lindsey Graham. Um, uh, and so I, I just think history shows skipping the cycle and then trying to come back. The one, the one, here's the one hesitation I have with him is he would still have an entire second term as governor. Okay. Meaning that he would still have an entire four years and everybody knows if Trump is the nominee and wins, he can't run for another term. So this that's see this is a unique circumstance where Ron would still have a full four year term to be on the to be on the wall, you know, to be on the front lines of the agenda. Yeah. And everybody knows Trump's a lame duck five minutes after he takes the oath of office. Right. 
And so that's my hesitation. I mean, I, I would buy like 5149 uh, just because of recent history, but I'm not as confident in that as I would be barring the, these two, you know, unique circumstances. I'll sell because of the Florida aspect. I mean, what if he continues to be that man in that state for that long? How is he done? I mean, I, you know, I don't know how. But Ted remained in the Senate, and it hasn't helped him. Now, the difference well, is, they, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Think of, other than immigration, think of all the most pressing things right now, January 6th, the shots, COVID, um, uh, you know, corporate wokeism, okay? It, it, what, whose name comes to mind first as being your guy in the battlefield on those issues? Ron DeSantis or Ted Cruz? DeSantis. It's, it's DeSantis. Me, it's, yeah. Okay. I was thinking this is a trick question I told this to yeah. Ted's face last summer. I, I don't think our people care that you're going to be in Washington, D.C. Uh, fighting the Biden agenda because they want you instead to be fighting for their agenda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, not just giving your spin, even though they would agree with it, but your spin on what the, what the, what the regime's narrative is. They want you advancing their narrative. And DeSantis will still have ample time to do that um, as the governor of Florida. Um, and so that does make it a unique circumstance. Yep. Let me mention before we continue on with part two of buy, sell, or hold, uh, to make sure to check out Eden Pure is one of our new sponsors here on the show. We've been trying this in our home. Uh, it is one of the best-selling purifiers out there. Uses pre-proven oxy technology. Quickly destroys everything from viruses to odors to mold and so much more. Man, I've got a teenage boy that is doing football workout, football t- uh, preseason workouts every morning at 7 a.m. So trust me when I tell you, we have put the Eden Pure to the test, brother. If you know what I'm saying, okay. Uh, and it it has absolutely come through. So odors from teenage boys, uh, litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, uh, your pets, and more are no match for the powerful thunderstorm that uh, is sent out from the Eden Pure air purifier. If you want to try it all, uh, try it. First of all, no filters are needed. Uh, you don't have to buy filters over and over again. So that saves you money is right net right is right there off the top. You can get three units for under 200 bucks to get you started right now. Uh, put one in the basement, the teenager's bedroom or the family room or wherever you would like right now. Uh, use the discount code Steve three, Steve three. When you go to EdenPureDeals.com. Eden, E D E N EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code Steve three. And you'll get shipping is free and a discount as well. Again, that's Steve3, the discount code at EdenPureDeals.com. James Swick is up next, and he says the real reason the state is pursuing the J6ers with so much vigor is to send the message the next time they steal an election, don't push back. Or anything else for that matter. Yes, I'll buy. You bet. Yep. Yep. All right, pardon me one uh, moment. And, and th- can I add to that? Yeah, please And do. it's to also show you no one is coming for you. This is what every terrorist says. This is what every hostage taker says. No one is coming for you. No one can hear you. No one is, no one is coming to save you. And so therefore the implication is there is no, no reason to rise up. All right, you're going to be, it, it, Lafayette's not... Uh, Bringing the French Armada. Sorry, I saw Hamilton last weekend. 
So there's no use looking out over the banks there at Yorktown awaiting deliverance. It's never coming. Instead, you're now bucked up against the sea while the Redcoats will just eradicate you. No one's coming to save you. That's the other message they want to demonstrate is that you're voting and and crawling over broken glass to vote for people who are not coming to save you. They won't help you. So just accept it. Comply. There is no point to pushing back. Well said. Up next, Brad West uh, for something completely different. Uh, Mount Rushmore of 1980s sports Oh, here we jokes. go. Okay. Isaiah Thomas inbound pass stolen by Larry Bird. I hate you. Stolen by DJ. Stolen by yeah. Bird. So, Gives it to DJ, lays it in. I freaking, I'll never forget that I'm moment. I'm selling. That wasn't a choke. That was brilliance. No, it's, it's, that was a choke. That's not a choke. It was, I was there. I watched it live it, and it was a choke. No, it's, it was Complete genius. choke. Just inbound the ball, man. Genius by Larry Bird. Just complete inbound the ball. Just a total choke. Bye. It's obviously not that simple. I'd have the mental scarring to prove that it was a choke. Bye. Ernest Biner fumble. Which one? <laughs> Did it two years in a row. Cost him the Ask AFC championship answer. two years in a row. Okay, poor guy. He was. People forget how great he yeah. was at, for a period of time oh. because of this. But bye. Yeah. Yep. Bill Buckner error at first yes. base. I mean, that's number one, guys. That's number one. That that's one of the greatest sports chokes in all of American history. Absolutely, you bet. Yeah. Yep. Gets by Buckner. Yeah, absolutely. Fred Brown passed to James Worthy. So that's the '82 NCAA championship game where Jordan hit the shot, right? And. That actually has a happy ending. Fred Brown was on the 84 Georgetown team that two years later won the national championship. Got a huge hug from John Thompson. But that was a choke. Yeah, it doesn't, it shouldn't be ranked a higher than Buckner well, by any stretch. But I, yeah. I think, and here's what, I mean, it's just kick Steve Dace in the Jimmy, but Chris Weber's timeout is. That was in the 90s, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's, but thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Well, yeah, it seemed yeah. like it was your day. Yeah. Thank you. Next, Electric Raptor says Deshaun Watson will not play a single down for the Browns in the 22-23 season. I will buy. In fact, I, I think if you had given me the proposition he will never play for the Cleveland Browns, I might buy that. This is getting um, preposterously worse. We're now up to 66 women, I think is the number. His attorney has now altered his story from these are not true allegations to it's not a crime to proposition a woman. Okay. Um, And that's why I will sell because like, look at we're in, we're in drag queen kids territory these days. What, how is he wrong based on the standards of the day? Actually, that actually, I think plays into this. As a matter of fact, okay, we it's, got a it's, new drag queen cheerleader. Yeah, on yeah, the... ex- ex- exactly. It's okay, it's it's well. it's 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 we're it's it's me too. While we can't define what a woman is, yeah. that you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so this is this is how we will compensate for that. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll play this year. I will buy. All right, we're gonna sh- finish this segment out. We've got some bonus buy seller hold uh, in the overtime. We're gonna finish this segment out. With a list, courtesy of our following at TikTok. This is a Mount Rushmore of covers for Tyga Coolers. All right, we're to do this rapid fire. That should be made next. Okay. Number one, Mount Rushmore with Steve Todd and Aaron's faces. Oh, bye. Sure. I don't oh, know who would like. want it, but yeah. Two, uh, ode to Steve and Built Bars. Of course. Uh, yes, bye. Yes. Number three, Todd drinking yes. vinegar out of a Bonner <laughs> wine glass. That's great. Bye. Yeah. Uh, number four, warning biohazard symbol uh, vial or viral samples. Property of Moderna. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. That's yeah. very good. 
Number five, let's go, Brandon. Uh, that's standard. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, number six, United States of Pfizer. Preach. Yep. I'm I'll on. buy that one. Yeah. Number seven, it's just, just demonic sure. bro. There you go, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron's uh, Aaron's uh, razor. Yes. Uh, number eight, dude code yes. on stone. Tablets. I love that. Nothing says a. Cr- yeah. This yeah. is a great code list. Like a cooler. Yeah. Uh, number nine, flat earth voodoo junk science with a picture of Fauci. Very nice. Sure. Bye. Yes. And number ten, get off my lawn. Oh, just with Todd face. Just for me. You know you. how many I've had this idea. Before. That was a great list there that you guys put together. Thank you uh, to my daughter Anna for giving that to us. We need to put together literal stone or wooden tablets that we could like sell as kind of like a something for the man cave or or something you can hang on your wall with like the essential ten commandments of the dude code. Hmm. That would be a great. That would be a best selling trinket. Could would it be sacrilegious to we pick something other than stone tablets? Maybe wooden tablets. Wooden ones? Yeah. Okay. I like it, though. I like the fact that there should be a quantified dude code of absolutes. That's very dude. Having absolutes. Peter Navarro is going to join us. We'll find out if he's in prison yet. Stay tuned. Well, he was one of President Trump's longest-serving, most loyal advisors, particularly on issues of trade and China. He's got a forthcoming book that you can pre-order right now on Amazon.com, coming out later this fall, Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House and How We'll Win It Back. The name, of course, is Peter Navarro. He's been a guest on our show before, and he's been in the news recently because, of course, he is now in the crosshairs of the January 6th committee and the regime, and he joins us here on Blaze TV. Good to have you back on the show, Peter. How are you? I'm great to see you. See, I appreciate you being on here. I got the uh, Department of Justice here loosely turned behind me in one of these cubicles. These people are plotting to put me in prison with a charge Steve, that's unprecedented in our nation's history. This has never happened. I mean, taking uh, a, a senior White House advisor uh, away in leg irons after an assault at the airport with five agents. And I appreciate you putting that Taking Trump Trump uh, America Back book, Taking Back Trump's America Back book. That's my legal defense fund. Uh, this is good. You know, it's like I've been doing this case pro se, meaning representing myself. I filed a, a civil suit on Tuesday of last week. I guess they didn't like me standing up for the Constitution because by Friday uh, they, they put me in leg irons. And, um, yeah, I'm talking to lawyers now trying to figure out how to get a defense. And we're talking like up to a half a million dollars. Wow. So if people out there in, in, in days land can help me taking back Trump's America on Amazon, if I could sell a hundred thousand of those books, which is about a 10th of what Mark Levin sells and his great book, uh, I'll be able to pay for this. But this is what they do, Steve. It's like, it's called lawfare. What they try to do with mm-hmm. the Trump people in this two-tiered system of justice is to bind us down, take our time, take our money, and in my case, actually try to put me in prison. And that, <laughs> I mean, you've got 
a discredited Russia hoax back in 2016, implicating people in the FBI and the Justice Department, uh, the, the, the Brennan and Clapper and the Obama administration. These people are walking free as the birds. They're letting people out all over this country with these George Soros prosecutors who have done like violent assault. And me, yeah, all 145 pounds of me, they feel like they got to like take me down in an airport and put me in leg irons. I mean, people, you need to be as outraged about this as, as I am, because if they come for me, they're coming for Trump. And if they can come for me and Trump, they're coming for you. What would they say, Peter, is is deserving of, of such harsh treatment? What have you done other than being Trump adjacent? All right. What else have yeah. you done? What they claim is is, is, is is makes you such a danger here. Well, I think I filed a civil suit which argues four points of the law and key constitutional issues that they simply don't want to accept. The backstory for this, Steve, is you've got this kangaroo committee um, on Congress that that putatively is supposed to be looking at the violence. On January 6th. But if you look very carefully at the committee, by the way, my lawsuits at PeterNavar.com, you can, you, first of all, um, Pelosi did not follow the own rules of the committee, so it's not duly authorized or properly constituted. It's, it's like nine never Trumpers with an axe to grind. And right there, you don't have legally enforceable subpoenas. So right there, I'm a free man. In addition, You've got separation of powers, meaning that, yeah, most of your viewers think that Congress has the right to investigate. That's true, but not for punitive purposes, You only for legislative purposes. This committee, um, behind the facade of a legislative function, is acting as judge, jury, and execution with the sole goal, you'll see this in prime time on Thursday night, to build a criminal case against Donald Trump to prevent him from being president in 2025. So there, there's that. Now, here's the biggest thing legally. This is an issue that the Supreme Court has to deal with now because I uh, told the committee and later the Department of Justice and the FBI that an executive privilege of Donald Trump is not mine to waive. So when they command me to appear and an executive privilege applies, I, I, I must do my duty, right? It's not mine to waive. What they should have done was go and negotiate the privilege directly with Trump and his attorneys. To my knowledge, they did not even try to do that. Hmm. Instead, what they did, here's the thing. This is so, so disingenuous. They had Joe Biden as a sitting president write me a letter and say, you don't have executive privilege. You don't have testimony immunity. Effectively, the incumbent stripping Trump of executive privilege. Now, executive privilege goes back to George Washington. And the whole point of executive privilege and testimonial immunity for people like me in the White House is to allow us to have candid conversations so good presidential decisions get made. And the law is strongly supportive of that. And here they're trying to blow that up with this fanciful and absurd notion, no case law on this, that says Biden can strip Trump of the privilege. It's 
it's just wrong. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, they want to put me in prison. That's the bottom line. They put me in leg irons. You know, here's the funny thing, Steve. And, and it wasn't, it was, to me, it was almost absurdly funny at the time. They, they take me down at the airport when they, they the, their office is literally right across the street. And they could have kind of just peacefully taken me in the morning at my house. Um, and when... When they take me down with five agents, all 145 pounds of me, I ask the agent, this guy, Walter Giordano. These people have names. Walter Giordano, FBI agent. Hey, Walter, it's like I, I need to call for legal advice. And I, he wouldn't let me. I repeated it. I, I repeat, repeatedly asked him to do that. He confiscates my phone, seals it up in an evidence bag, and I don't get to talk to an attorney. I mean, these are the kinds of strong arm tactics this Biden regime is doing to shut people up who want to protect the Constitution uh, and the rights of the American people. And I got this two-tiered system of justice. It's like <laughs> these Russia hoax people walk free as a bird. And a guy like me who's doing nothing but trying to defend the Constitution uh, winds up in leg irons. So by <laughs> taking back Trump's America on Amazon, that's my legal defense fund. And I Please help me out here. Peter, have you have you considered a career change? Have you considered maybe becoming a uh, a drug mule or a human trafficker at the border? Have you considered perhaps burning an American city to the ground or yeah. taking nine square blocks yeah. of Seattle and consider and calling it an occupied yeah. territory? I mean, drag queen, drag queen, uh, you know, maybe uh, parading yourself as a drag queen in front of little kids at a Texas bar, no. because there's apparently yeah. all kinds of things you can do to break the law that we don't punish people for. So have you considered yes. maybe advancing into those <laughs> criminal endeavors? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to write my new book after this was how to wind up, uh, not wind up in leg irons in the in the American Justice Department. Oh, do do like assault and run drugs instead of standing right. up for the Constitution. I take your point, Steve. It is a good one. But you know, the really serious issue here that I raise in my lawsuit is the weaponization of Congress's investigatory powers um, for partisan purposes. And one of the things I do in the lawsuit is go over the five-year history of the seven Democrats on that kangaroo committee um, and illustrate vividly how, dating back to the Russia hoax through two impeachment trials and three House resolutions, all seven of those are implicated in efforts basically to topple the government, to take Donald Trump out of office using this lawfare and weaponizing the investigatory powers of Congress. They don't like it when I call them on that, but that's what they're doing, Steve. And, and this republic, I mean, look, the backstory for all of this is mothers can't get baby formula. Gas is through the roof. I've never, I'm an economist by training. I've never seen the macro economy in worse shape. We got an invasion on the southern border, chaos, in the Ukraine, regarding Ukraine's border better than our own. And this, this is what the Department of Justice is focusing on. Never, never in the, I want to emphasize this, Steve, nobody 
Nobody has ever been treated by the Department of Justice like I am being treated now. And it's only because of my association with Donald Trump and my defense of the Constitution. This is this. And people across the political aisle should be outraged at this. If you are outraged at this and you want to support Peter's legal defense, again, the name of the book, Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House and How We'll Win It Back. It is due out later this fall, but pre-sales are going on right now. And uh, Peter, always appreciate your candidness. Thanks for joining us again. And please keep us up to date if there's any more we can do to help support your yeah. cause. All right. Yes, sir. And, and th thanks for the time. Uh, we, we need to stand together. If they can come for me, they can come for all of us. Thank you, brother. Take care. Take care, man. All right, that's Peter Navarro. Um, let me tell you, maybe it's kind of an awkward time to talk about a product line called Viciously Loyal <laughs> after that interview, but there was a time uh, that we were viciously loyal as a people about our beliefs, our families, our community, our country, and the, the long line of servicemen and women who have established the company Viciously Loyal, they want to bring that back. All right, they're trying to return us back to some of that old magic uh, because these are people that have chosen to be servants. Uh, they have uh, done that in their community, in the armed forces, all kinds of arenas, living their lives with purpose and everything they do. And that's one of the reasons why all viciously loyal gear is sold, designed, and printed right here in the U.S. of A. If you want to give them a shot, an outstanding premium line of shirts, uh, T-shirts, tanks, hats, and more designed to fit your individual style, no matter what it is, uh, go to viciouslyloyal.com, viciouslyloyal.com, and use my name, Steve, at the discount uh, for the discount code at the checkout to get 20% off your Viciously Loyal gear. When you go to viciouslyloyal.com, again, that's viciouslyloyal.com. Use the discount code Steve and get a whopping 20% off discount. Discount code Steve at viciouslyloyal.com. What do you guys think of the conversation we just had with Peter Navarro? Having been uh, railroaded by the government myself uh, in my past, which we've talked about before, uh, I know how that can feel. Uh, but what strikes me uh, about Peter is that last time we had him on the show, however long that was ago, uh, this guy, in terms of tone, temperament, purpose, communication style, I don't remember it being any different at all or from him when he was in the White House. I, I like that because I can trust that because th this is they're trying to destroy him and he's right about the, the fact that they did it at the airport on purpose they're just trying to humiliate people mm -hmm. uh it's it's ghastly people should go to jail it's the people who are doing this to him uh and i'm i'm just glad a guy who clearly has zero f's to give um is the guy then maybe the tip of the spear uh on this thing because that's exactly the kind of ball game we need to play it's all in <laughs> Just to reiterate kind of what he said at the beginning, naming the name of the FBI agent who strong-armed him and took away his phone. Tony, uh, was it Tony Giordano, something like that? I think it was Giordano or Giordano. something like that, yeah. That's another, that's another reminder. There are ample numbers of, of, of people out there who are more than willing to do this to, to other people. More than A lot of brown shirts out there. Whether it's Peter Navarro taking being taken down by the FBI at the airport, or some cop in small town Idaho arresting a mom at the playground, 
One, if you're not a threat to the system, what the hell are you doing here? What, what are you doing? Two, if you are a threat to the system, they're more than willing to come after you, and there are more than enough brown shirts to carry out those jackbooted orders. So yet again, this is a theme this week that I can see already. The spirit of the age, the spirit of the age, if you are any threat to it at, at, at any level, will come for you eventually. And if you're not a threat, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Yeah. By the way. What are you doing? Yeah. I was just telling Steve, uh, Carlisle, my uh, school district, last night, uh, the, uh, the athletic director, who I've caught breaking policy multiple times at a borderline uh, illegal level, uh, at my daughter's uh, soccer banquet, had police there just to follow me around. Just so he wouldn't have to talk with me. I talked to him anyways. But he had them. It was clear. It was just me. I'm one guy. So this is absolutely right. In every form, if you do not drink the Kool-Aid, you have a target on your back. And you have a target on your back anyway if you don't do anything. That's the point. That's what Aaron's saying. They're coming for all of us. And these are, these are Cold War kind of tactics. Yeah. And just applied civilly because we're in yeah. the midst of a... We're in the midst of a cold civil war. Yeah. Fun. I know you, you, you mean that in the opposite way. That's not fun, but you're right. Uh, it isn't, but like that's what I'm talking about. He, <clears throat> Peter's just like undaunted. I do love that. And last night I was like, I'm not like I'm not tiptoeing around anybody. I'm having the conversations I came here to have. You're the bad guys. You know, you don't, you don't, you're not going to make me kneel. You're not going to make me. And I think something to to understand is they know all of the legal precedents that he just cited for you when we were talking. Mm-hmm. And and this has been a routine game plan we have seen yes. with, this, with these folks since Biden took over. Which and we saw it some in the Obama era as well. I think Obama actually was subjected to more nine to nothing or unanimous rebukes by the U.S. Supreme Court more than any sitting president in American history. And it's this idea of, well, we'll just do what we want to do, and then we'll put the onus, we won't self-restrain. The oath of office means nothing to us. We we won't self-restrain because of what the Constitution says. We will just do what we want to do, and then we'll just find out, you know, we'll just essentially, from a constitutional perspective, kill them all and let the courts sort it out. And, you know, if the courts go against us, great. If they don't, cool, we win. I mean, how do you share a country? That's a total violation of the social compact. That's the, that's the Constitution as a dead letter. One side just openly says we will just violate it with impunity, and then we'll see if anybody stops us. And if they don't, then, hey, that's the new precedent. That's the new law. That's banana republic stuff, folks. That's what it is. And that's what we are. We're a first world banana republic. That's what we are. We'll stick around, do some bonus buy, sell, or hold in the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.